Hello, travelers. This is KK, your host from Travel Talk with some new insider info. I know that many of you have dreamt of turning your love of travel into a profession, and I am thrilled to announce the launch of a one-of-a-kind mentorship where I will be sharing all my wisdom and insider tips after a decade of exploration through over 100 countries. The program, called Profitable Passport, is designed to guide you step-by-step to success as a travel professional. And here's the best part. Besides us becoming besties, of course, the startup costs for launching a travel business are surprisingly minimal. Want to learn more? Just visit ProfitablePassport.com and let's begin your future in travel. Never would I have guessed that I would fall in love with Amsterdam. Yet, that is precisely what happened once my best friend moved here. Although, to be fair, at the time she wasn't yet my bestie. She was a dear friend, a colleague that I admired immensely. Everyone admires her. She's like that. And as our friendship grew into an unbreakable bond with Amsterdam as the backdrop, it was inevitable that the city would become woven into our story. This is KK Robbins, and you are listening to Episode 9 of Travel Talk. Jules and I love to host visitors. We are a well-oiled machine when pulling together an insider tour. She especially loves a list, a plan, and a theme. Oh, does this girl love a theme. If it's not Pride or New Year's Eve or any special holiday, she will create her own, like Hidden Gardens or Movies in Mojitos or Saturday in the Sunshine. She will also trick you into biking miles and miles, correction, kilometers and kilometers, to far-flung fantastic adventures. But for today, we are staying close to home, and I'll be sharing our anything-but-basic go-to list for any Amsterdam newbie. Typically, our friends will arrive at Amsterdam Central Station, and that is a perfect place to begin. The station sits on the main canal, which runs behind it on the northern side. This is the canal that leads out to the sea. If you want to pop over to the north, simply jump on one of the free ferries that run continuously back and forth. There, you will find an eclectic mix of museums and cafes in wide-open, repurposed spaces. Crossing through the station to the main city side at the southern end takes several minutes. There are about 15 platforms running overhead, sometimes with each hosting two trains. It's a very busy station. With the station and main canal behind us, the city is laid out in a canal belt, a series of U-shaped canals that extend wider and wider the farther you go out, with streets on each side of the canal. Known as Rings of the Canal Belt, and that is exactly how to imagine it. The station is your straight back, and the rings are like a belt going around your middle, and the rings get bigger and bigger the farther you go, just like my own belt does the longer I stay in Amsterdam. Did you know that this city has an incredible foodie scene? I already have a future episode in the works that will be devoted entirely to hitting some of the best culinary spots. Dead ahead from the station is Dam Square, the core of the city and home to the Royal Palace. Walking to Dam Square from the station takes about 10 minutes. To the left is the infamous Red Light District. And while we won't be going today, there is an interesting little history museum called Red Light Secrets that is narrated by former sex workers. I find the whole, shall we say, industry 
fascinating, but there is so, so much more to Amsterdam. Like, if you were to go off to the right instead of into the red light left, you would reach one of the most respected neighborhoods in the city, the Jordan. As we make our way around the ring, we will be finding our way there later to wrap up the day. Staying on course, we reach Dom Square, where the busiest shopping street, the Kalverstraat, cuts straight through the square right in front of the palace and then continues out on either side. We are taking a different approach, back off to the other side of the square and dipping down a side street simply called Ness, although we refer to it as the invisible street. You see, even being smack in the middle of this overcrowded belly of the city, Ness somehow remains untouched. Peering down the narrow pedestrian street, touristy is the last word to come to mind. It is quiet, it is calm, and it is an ideal spot for lunch. With inventive, modern eateries lining both sides, it is a struggle to choose, usually allowing fate and the availability of a table to intervene. Only a two-minute walk beyond Ness, we hit the first canal and turn left. On this canal is the Friendship Cruise. Seeing the city from the water is a must, and canal cruises are offered in every possible form, but this is our go-to. From the perfect size of the boat to the friend-like crew, hey, it's in its name, to the gin and tonics sold on board, everyone is guaranteed a good time. As today's boat arrives, we notice that it is our personal fave, a vintage Holland America Line lifeboat. The hour-long tour full of fun facts and crisscrossing under bridges, including one known as the Skinny Bridge, sails past quickly. One day, I'll convince Jules to come on the show and tell you the story about how she personally saved the Skinny Bridge from burning down. As we step back on land, we are mere steps from our next stop, a tasting room we call the Sippy Place. The real name is Vainant's Fucking. So you understand why we stick with the Sippy Place. I don't think they appreciate our nickname, as the real name is a family name that proudly goes back hundreds of years. But really, the Sippy Place is so apropos. Why? Let's start at the beginning. Housed in the teensiest of spaces, most suitable for hobbits, you approach the waist-high bar, a distinction that will soon play a role in the experience, and are promptly approached by a true mixologist. After a brief personal tasting profile is established, bottles of intensely condensed liqueur are expertly selected with a taste or two given to narrow down your perfect blend. Or you can simply take it pure, which is my preference. I alternate between sour passion fruit and sour cherry. And by alternate, I mean by which one I drink first. Both are consumed each visit. Jules, on the other hand, keeps me guessing, always up for trying new flavors, experiencing it anew like a goldfish who thinks it's her first time here. Once your choice is made, the presentation commences with a fluted shot glass filled to the absolute brim. Then, bending over and lowering your lips to the glass that's sitting on the low bar, you must sip until the level is down enough to avoid spilling a single precious drop when moved. Four drinks and 20 euros later. Yes, you heard me right. We move on to our next stop, a hidden garden. Weaving our way just two blocks back to Dom Square, we turn left down the Culverstraat, the busy shopping street I mentioned earlier. Normally, I avoid this headache unless specifically here to shop. However, it is the most direct route to the garden. Plus, we only have to be weaving and dodging for a few moments. 
Just ahead on the right, we take a path that leads us directly out of the madness and into the peaceful sanctuary of the Heinhof. Stepping through the gate, we are now in a 14th century walled community, once home to a group of unmarried religious women who lived here together. With a central green space, it is full of gardening trellises and ringed with gingerbread-like houses. The dwellings are private homes today, and access is limited to one end. However, from this vantage point, you are able to view the entire fairy tale setting. To get a better sense of the history, we stop into one of the two chapels. The entire setting is so tranquil, it is hard to leave. But who's ready for a delightful Dutch treat? Cutting straight through the canal belt, we continue to cross several canals, one after another, to reach an area known as Leitzepline, where on the edge of the canal we find the Pancake Club. Dutch pancakes are flat and thin, sometimes only slightly thicker than a French crepe, topped with something sweet like strawberries and cream or something savory like bacon and cheese. Yes, please. But we are here for their poffertjes. Once again, these names are in the show notes. The poffertjes are piping hot, delectable little pancake pillow puffs topped with pads of butter melting right before your eyes and a dusting of powdered sugar. Lecker, lecker. Taking only 10 minutes flat to order and inhale, we then cross the road to enter Vondelpark, a beloved and well-used park with expansive pathways that wind between picturesque lakes. An ideal place to bike like a local without the hair-raising experience of being in the city streets, aka the Formula One of biking. But being on foot, we stay only long enough to work off these poffertjes. Then we head out a side gate towards the more western side of the canals. And the neighborhood I am most drawn to in the city? The Nine Streets. So perfectly positioned to access all points of interest, plus chock full of local artisan boutiques with sidewalk cafes along the water, and an energy that feels fresh and alive, yet not overrun. My favorite hotels are housed in former mansions lining the canals, including the Pulitzer and the Dillon, both of which we never miss an opportunity to drop in for a drink. While the entire city is walkable, it's important to note that the city center is lined with trams heading in every direction. Buy a day pass from a kiosk at Central Station or at many of the stops and then use it for 24 hours on any tram, bus, or the underground metro. And this is a perfect example of why we must have that data plan. But if you do get on the wrong tram, no worries. With the day pass, you can self-correct as much as you like, and who knows what you may discover. Just remember this golden rule. Even with a day pass, you must check in and out every single time. Fortunately, an automated voice on board will remind you of this in English throughout your entire journey. Speaking of speaking English... Everyone working in the city speaks perfect English, although it is still much appreciated when you make the effort to work in a few friendly Dutch phrases. Still in the nine streets, we walk into the discreet lobby of the Dillon, a hotel that feels grander than its small size, and inquire about a table in their enclosed, elegantly furnished courtyard garden. Being between lunch and dinner, chances are good. Settling into a prime spot at one end, we ponder between the inventive cocktails and excellent wines by the glass, all served with a clever assortment of bar snacks, including these anchovy stuffed olives that I am eternally searching for online. The inside bar is equally as beguiling with a leather men's club feel. 
Lining the canals are quintessential houseboats, hundreds of them, in all styles and sizes. From the simple to the elaborate, it's difficult to walk past and not attempt a glimpse inside. So to avoid being a total creeper, we will get our fix at the Houseboat Museum, just one canal over on the Prinzengrat. We pay five euros at the door and descend into the floating home. With low ceilings, it feels smaller than its footprint, which is similar in size to most apartments in Amsterdam. While not exactly inspiring in decor, it does give the feel of what it's like to live on one, including the rise and fall of the slight swell as larger boats pass by. Next up, the Pulitzer. Just up and across the canal, this prize is larger than the Dillon, spread across several historical buildings, yet still intimate with its maze of hallways leading to cozy spaces and their own more open garden. A perfect place for brunch. Get the Monte Cristo. But our true love affair is with the Pulitzer Bar. Dark and sultry with velvet chairs that seem to pull you in. I easily envision Zelda Fitzgerald flirting with a bartender. They have a witty drink book to peruse, but out of habit, we drink a French red. Jules and I have spent so many evenings here, it is known as The Office. Something about it sparks creativity or even ingenuity, leading to the birth of many brilliant plans. In fact, if we ever need clarity on an issue, we put life on pause and make a date for the Pulitzer. If you recall, when we were leaving Central Station, I mentioned an upscale area known as the Jordan. As promised, we are headed there now. Still on the Prinzengrat Canal, we continue only one long block to reach the Anne Frank House on the edge of the Jordan. I simply cannot imagine you coming to Amsterdam and not experiencing this museum. Tickets must be purchased in advance, but it is open late into the evening, and that is exactly when I prefer to visit. As the city slows and the sun goes down, it feels more pensive. As you walk through the buildings transformed to hide an entire apartment in the secret annex, you learn of how utterly silent they had to be most hours of the day, how weekdays differed from Sundays, and the risk six others took to keep them fed and even entertained. It can be difficult in a room full of other visitors to gather the sense of place, but if you can step to the side and wait, allowing yourself to hone in on the small details, eventually it begins to sink in that the group of eight spent 761 days hiding in this very room. Time it right, and you'll even hear the same church bells ring out from Westerkirk that young Anne heard. It is all heavy humbling, and haunting. Making our way deeper into the Jordan, we admire the rows of elegant homes, and we reach Donna Sofia, our dinner spot. With only a handful of tables, one feels instantly connected, or I suppose out of place, but you're with us, so it's like familia. The menu is a small handwritten board, and we choose what they tell us, including a bottle of a nice big red, a Barbaresco, with which we prost to our friends and to our freedom. Join me next time when I will reveal easy, fabulous day trips from Amsterdam. Hoodie day. Good idea.
Hopefully you were inspired with Wanderlust today, and I am excited to share that after much delay, a new season of Travel Talk full of episodes with a twist will begin dropping again soon.